One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash I don't work here lady video. If you want to help the work I do around here, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Wrist Disabled Writer. Do you work for the registrar's office? Wholesome story. Quick background for a small detail in the story. I'm a disabled student, and recently I found out I can record my class lectures even though the teacher doesn't let the regular students record it. I didn't know this since COVID hit since the change from in-person classes to online. This is only a tiny detail. Also, still in background, my first name is not very common. Not unheard of, but not common at least in the US. I know one country where it's more common, even though my parents aren't from there. On to the story. This morning, I was taking my morning class online and I noticed I had a Zoom notification. I was a bit confused at first by thinking it was related to the lecture video from yesterday, fully downloading. I decided to wait till after class to figure out if it would resolve itself. After the lecture, actually lab, which is why it took so long, the day before and the morning class fully downloaded. I still noticed the alert, so I clicked on it to find a message saying hi. And the person asked, did I know that I have a picture on OP's school Flickr? I said no, and I asked to see it. I didn't think I would mind it, but I didn't know what I looked like in it, so I wanted to check. She sent the link, and the picture wasn't of me, but there were lots of pictures there. So I started trying to sort through them, till I realized there were over 700 pictures. I asked for the exact picture and she sent me one downloadable and when I saw it, it was the same as the first I saw when I went to the Flickr account. There were three people there chatting and none were me so I tried to look closer at the background that had students but no one even came close to looking like me. So I told her that there's no picture of me. She then said, did I get the right OP's first name? And then she said, do you work at the registrar's office? I said no. That's when she realized she got the wrong email. She apologized profusely and I said that was okay, because if it wasn't for the mistake, I wouldn't know about Flickr. While I was searching for myself, I found the pictures interesting. We said our goodbyes and later I realized how the mistake might have happened. I thought the name looked familiar at the beginning, but I dismissed it as a classmate. Then I just thought it looked familiar from the multiple emails I get from the school that's not specifically for me. I realized she's the graduation coordinator that I had emailed back and forth to get the paperwork done to graduate this semester. I think what happened is she typed my first name in the column and my name came up and she didn't check the last name. Oh well, mistakes happen and now I can check out the Flickr account. This just goes to show that you need to make sure who you're contacting when you're dealing with like official stuff. In situations where it feels like it's very routine, whether you're sending an email or maybe even reaching out on a platform like that, are you prone to mistakes or are you kind of like I am where I will like double and triple check that I'm sending to the right person, that I don't have like any awful typos in my message? Maybe if it's over the phone, I'll like double check I'm calling the right phone number. Let me know how you handle things like that in the comments down below. Our next story is by Guts Cold Revenge, How I Met My Stepmom. Background, I work as a security guard, you'll see why I say this later, and this weekend just alone, I had to drive 9 hours from where I live to attend my uncle's funeral. I lost contact with most of that side of my family over 25 years ago. I got to the funeral's location a few hours early and ended up hanging around outside, hoping I would recognize someone. Around 15 minutes before it was due to start, 
I walked onto the property and went and stood near the door to the chapel. So I'm standing there in my black suit with my face mask on and this lady comes up to me and says, Sorry, but are you the security guard checking the vaccine pass scan things? To which I replied, No, sorry, I'm here for the funeral. She then asked who he, my uncle, was to me and I told her he was my uncle. And then she asked, So what would your name be then? And I told her, and she got this extremely surprised look on her face and started saying, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm your stepmom. And then latched onto me, hugging me with tears in her eyes. I'm half wondering to myself, what the freak? You're hugging me and I have no idea who the heck you are, but let it go. After a few minutes of this, she pulls away smiling, and that's how I met the lady that my DNA donor left my mother for, for the first time. As a little side note, not to do with the I don't work your lady part, after chatting for a few minutes, she told me my dad was here and took me over to him. When we got to him, she said, look who I found, and I reached out to shake his hand saying, hello Peter, long time no see. He took my hand shaking it saying, yeah and no. With a confused look on his face, my stepmom then said, you don't recognize him do you? You don't even recognize your own son. I think I was around 19 or 20 the last time I saw him, and that was the first time since I was about 7 or 8, and I'm now in my mid-30s. So, I can't really blame him for not recognizing me. I only just recognized him myself. Hope you enjoyed. My family got a lot of laughs during that tough time, thanks to my DNA donor not recognizing me, and I got to reconnect with some cousins and an uncle I haven't seen since I was a young child and probably got one of the best compliments of my professional career when most of the family attending told me they mistook me for the funeral home security guard. Maybe OP just looked really dapper and confident and looked just very professional outside the doors of the chapel. You know, maybe it's a compliment they mistook you for the person who's checking the door. Or maybe not, I don't know. This next story is by Mammoth Warning. A literate customer at Barnes & Noble yells at me because she doesn't know the difference between sci-fi and fantasy. This happened a few years ago when I was trying to get back into reading. High school and college kind of destroyed my love for the hobby by forcing me to read the classics. Some of them were good, a lot of them were outdated and boring, and as a person with ADHD, forcing me to read a 500-page book that I hated was agonizing. But I've been an avid player of Dungeons & Dragons for a while, so I decided to try and rekindle the hobby by buying some fantasy books. I did some research before I went out to the store and had a short list of what I wanted to buy. Off to Barnes & Noble I went. Barnes & Noble, as I've learned, tends to lump sci-fi and fantasy together in the same section. But given that I knew exactly what I was looking for, it didn't bother me much. I entered the aisle and already there was a frustrated looking Karen with two books in her hands, looking between them, not reading them, just staring perplexed at the covers. From a quick glance, she seemed to be about in her 70s with short grey hair, though the scowling pout on her face made her look like a petulant child. I must have seemed like I knew what I was doing. After all, I'd come in already knowing what I wanted. It took about 30 seconds for me to quickly pick out the three books I wanted to try, but obviously, that was not quick enough to avoid being flagged down. Excuse me, young man, the Karen called after me, right before I was about to step out of the aisle, so close to avoiding this interaction. I work in customer service, though, so reflexively, I turned on the smile. Yes, ma'am? Can a woman get some help over here? There's a slight pause as I'm about to tell her that I'll send an employee right over, but she continues talking. I need some help picking out a gift for my grandson. 
I deflate a little bit as I don't much like interacting with strangers, but this woman hasn't done anything rude yet, so I decide to try to be nice. Well, what kind of book is he looking for? My grandson likes fantasy, she says. I take a look at the books in her hands, both of which are very clearly not fantasy, as they both have spaceships on the front. For now, I keep the condescending tone out of my voice. I say I'm sorry, but both of those are sci-fi books. Karen says, well how was I possibly supposed to know that? I say, well, anything with a spaceship or any kind of technology on the cover is a dead giveaway for starters. Karen says, my grandson says that sci-fi is stupid. I won't risk giving him some garbage story. You need to give me a fantasy book for my grandson. I say, look ma'am, I don't work here. If you want a recommendation, I can... She says, oh that's BS, you've already been helping me and now you're just trying to be lazy. I begin losing my patience. I deal with these types of people in my place of work and I refuse to be nice to them outside of work. I say, well, here's an idea for you. How about you read the back of the book? You know, the little section that says what the book is about instead of just staring at the covers. She says, how dare you talk back to me? It's not my job to know what the books are about. It's yours. I say, oh yeah, must be such a strain to read five sentences. You definitely need to have people do that for you. Or heck, why not just Google popular fantasy books? You have a phone, don't you? At this point, Karen is red in the face and says, I'm not going to spend my time on reading this nothing genre. I only waste my time on books of substance. I just want a gift for my grandson. I say, like I said, Google fantasy books and pick a random title if you're so adverse to reading. She says, what does adverse mean? Use words that people can understand. I look at her with a raised eyebrow for a moment or two and then just turn around. Bye, Karen. She grabs my arm, and at this point, I am very careful. I'm a six foot five man, and this is a tiny old woman. If I react to her grabbing me, even reflexively, it could be very bad. Karen says, you're not going anywhere. Where's your manager? I don't, I begin to say, but stop as I have an idea. With as tall as I am, I can easily see over the aisles and find the corner of the store that is furthest away from the cash registers. Patting my smirk, I say, oh, he's over in the biography section. It's over there. I point with my free arm back to the corner of the store. Karen tugs on my arm and says, you're coming with me. But given my height and weight, I just stay firmly planted and watch the small woman try to drag me away. After about a minute, she huffs, face nearly purple with rage now as she says, you wait here, and storms off to the back of the store. I do no such thing. Rather, I go and buy my books at the cash register. Just as the cashier's handing my bag and receipt, I hear, there he is. I frown at that and turn to see that she actually found the manager who is looking confused. She said, that's the employee who shoved me. Having already received my books and knowing that no one there could do anything to actually stop me, I walked out of the store as Karen tried to convince the manager that I was just so horrible to her. One of the employees tried to follow me out of the store and said I had to stay to sort this out, to which I replied, no I don't. I got in my car and left, not ever knowing how that turned out. I was never contacted by the police, nor was I banned from the store, so clearly her claim didn't stick. I still visit the store regularly today, and I've never seen this woman again. I was about to say it would probably be so awkward if they came to this store again and happened to run into this lady again, but she doesn't read. She didn't know what the word adverse meant. 
She went to this store that was completely out of her element, basically said that they hate reading, and had a bad experience. It would be a miracle if this lady even went to another Barnes & Noble again. And our final story of the day is by Art is Life 22 Meep, lady I thought worked at the museum, but I'm 10. When I was a kid, I used to be really into dinosaurs, like really into them, knowing almost everything about my favorite ones and had hopes of becoming a paleontologist. And yes, Jurassic Park, the first film, is still one of my favorite movies, right next to The Ballad of Big Al. Yep, I'm a nerd. Anyway, when I was a kid, we went to visit my grandparents in another state, and grandma mentioned that a new museum had opened just near the city, and mom and dad thought, why not? I was excited. My sister was okay with it since we were going to her favorite shop afterward. Now keep in mind, I'm 10, over 5 feet, and a bit baby-faced still. Also, the museum employees were in safari-style clothes. I remember that well because I thought they looked cool and like real paleontologists. I don't remember what I was wearing, but mom said they were just plain clothes. The museum was awesome. They had real skeletons beside a painted version of the dinosaur on the wall and loads of information on each fossil and skeleton. I stood beside this kid younger than me and he was confused about this one pterosaur skeleton above us and he asked his mom what that bird was. When she didn't know, I tell him all about this little pterosaur and what they like to eat, that they had feathers, their wing membranes being similar to bats, etc. You would have thought that I told him all the secrets of the world with how wide his eyes were and this look of awe plastered on his face. He and I chatted for a long time as we walked around the museum and I answered all the questions he had about them. After a while, the mom said, wow, you know these creatures well. Thank you for taking the time to give us a tour. I smile before mom called me over and we went into the shop to look at the dino stuff they had. I vaguely remember this, but mom helped to fill me in. She has a sharper memory than I do. According to mom, the lady was checking out with her son and she started talking about me and how well I knew all about my job, saying that her son had so much fun and asked that the manager could give me a raise. The cashier asks who I was and after she described me, the cashier was confused. That's when mom stepped in and explained that I don't work here since I'm 10, but that I just love dinosaurs and love talking about them to anyone who wants to hear. The lady seemed embarrassed, but she was thankful to me nonetheless and asked my mom to tell me that for her. I was busy looking through the toys and wasn't listening to them. Her son waved goodbye to me as they walked out and I waved back. Mom told me how proud she was and that I made a little boy's day. I left with a big smile and a stuffed velociraptor to commemorate the occasion. Honestly, this is a great story and it kind of takes me back to when I was a kid and like thinking about how the primordial world was and the rise of life and millions of years later, the domination of the dinosaurs. Like even today, I kind of wish time travel was real just so I could see what the world was like back millions of years ago. Dinosaurs are just awesome. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.